RJ feels a little repetitive to say that, you know, the Kraken are just never going to lose again. But that's certainly where we find ourselves right now is the Kraken make it seven in a row. This is what, game 11 with a point. I mean, this team is unstoppable. It sure feels that way. And even though they had a bit of a rough start tonight, I mean, they corrected it very quick. It just feels like they have the wherewithal to deal with whatever problems may or may not come up in a game. Uh, and this was just such a comfortable win, too. It just never really felt in doubt. Yes. No, it was one where I was a little worried that the four days off was maybe going to be a little bit too much time. Maybe that's enough to kind of cool off the hot streak that Joey's on, that the rest of the team is on. But you know what? They were able to shake off the rust really fast in this one, get back in the game, take control of the game, and then they just never let go throughout the rest of it. Uh, before we get to the sponsor, before we get to chat, RJ, uh, I want to know, was this more of, say, Jaden Schwartz coming back, the power play being perfect? Was it Joey Decord making 36 saves? Or was it the fact that the Kraken only won 37.5% of the faceoffs? Well, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of saying it's the last one. And I don't believe it's the last one. Um, I mean, really, the first two, you could you could make a good argument for either one. I'm going to go with Joey Decord, though. And I know we've said his name a whole lot over this seven-game win streak. But the Kraken, look, they came out a little bit sloppy. Uh, they allowed a breakaway early on. I mean, the first goal that Buffalo scored, he was hung out to dry. But he did enough to keep the Kraken in the game while they found their feet. And that's something he's had to do a lot during this win streak and even beforehand is just giving them the time to settle into a game. He did that again tonight. And this is one where they were sloppy enough. I think that, you know, it could have been two nothing or three nothing uh, if they had played the way and they got had in the past and maybe didn't get the goaltending, didn't get a few saves. So I'm going to go with Joey. All right. That's very, very fair. Of course, he's been a big part of what the Kraken have been doing here as of late. Want to take a moment to, of course, thank our sponsor, Flatstick Pub, for sponsoring this, as always, as they do with all the postgame lives for this season three for the Kraken. Really, really appreciate them. News on a potential watch party coming soon, everybody. Like we're definitely coming working very with soon, them yes. For that for that South Lake Union location. We're 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 working on it. We want to be out there with you all. Uh, so yeah, just keep your ears out for that. Uh, going to start off with some super chats that we have here. First one from Sean Schwartz at the point when he was injured, he was the Kraken MVP and he just picks up where he left off. I already said it, RJ Schwartz is back power play at hundred percent just goes hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, he's such a predictable player. You know exactly what he brings. The only thing that's not predictable about him is his health, I suppose. Uh, but other than that, you know when he's in the lineup, he's going to go to the net. He's going to make plays like that, and he's going to produce. Feel great for me, able to get back in the lineup, have a healthy game, and, and tip that home, too, on a double deflection. That's not easy. That's just That has to be in the right spot, having your stick ready. I was just going to say, like, this is something that we did, like, growing up. I would just take shots from far away. You'd practice tipping the puck. Have you ever tipped a already tipped shot a couple times a couple times in beer it's, league i have managed to do it at that and point, it's 100 percent luck right <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. you know in my case i can't speak for a player as skilled as Jaden schwartz that could actually be skill in my case i'm gonna do it it's luck yeah uh, but he played fantastic looked totally healthy just back to doing what he was doing and as sean pointed out i mean he was playing great he was definitely one of the mvps that the kraken had so love having him back schultz here with the super chat seven in a row depth on full display with time on ice this was a question we had we talked about it on the deep dive yesterday rj if you're gonna have four lines that are essentially four second lines on most teams how is Hackstall going to do it I brought up are they just all going to get 15 minutes sure enough RJ as I'm looking at the final time on ice numbers for everybody it's all in that like 14 to 16 range basically across the board yeah Jaden Schwartz had the second most ice time among Kraken forwards with 16 16 that, yep. that's nothing for your second most played forward i mean so it was just really even across the board i'm looking at kind of the five on five ice time distribution you've got the veneers line with 12 minutes the wenberg line with almost 11 the gourd line with 10 and then you know the fourth line with eight minutes that's so even it, yeah no other team in the nhl plays like that dave haxtell does a wonderful job of spreading the wealth around and you know what the lines reward him when they have nights like this and they get five goals uh chip with the super chat was a fairly plain win but we had them breaking sticks and fans booing their own team we really stuck it to them in the second definitely refreshing yeah i mean what fans were there i mean geez lower bowl pretty empty in this one there in buffalo i don't know if weather played a role in that or not um he can in buffalo um but yeah, I mean, this was one where the Kraken, they just, like I said earlier, RJ, once they figured out their game, 
they took control of it and they didn't really relent at all. Maybe a little bit at the very end, Joey had to get busy again. But for the most part, this was just the Kraken dictating pace, dictating uh, the play. Uh, yep. <laughs> word. It's not there. They were dictating the play. They were they were doing everything that they want to do, right? They were generating those high quality chances that they like to get. They were keeping Buffalo to the outside and, and really they took away Buffalo's D, which is a large part of how Buffalo can score from the perimeter. Like this was one of the teams that I was maybe a little worried with this whole, oh, keep them to the perimeter. Let the let their defensemen maybe try to take shots. You got Rasmus Dahlin leading the league in, in goals from a defenseman in this one, but they found a way to even take out the the defenseman for the Sabres. Yeah, and you could see he was getting frustrated by it too, whether he was being stifled in the offensive zone or in the defensive zone too. He had a couple rough plays and that went back the other way and resulted in some goals you saw after the Matty Beneers goal, him smashing his stick uh, over the top of the net. And I, I love the little kind of almost giggle that Matty Beneers gave after like... <laughs> You know, after he notices what Darlene did, uh, that was fantastic. And yeah, I mean, Sabres fans booing their team. I don't blame them, though, because this Sabres team, the way they were playing tonight, at least, reminded me a lot of the way the Kraken were playing early in the season when they were not playing well. Uh, whether it's those goals against being kind of unforced errors, like leaving Winberg with all that time and space, uh, whether it's, you know, the ability to score, but then the response goal coming back on you. Uh, lots of things, or, or just sometimes not being able to get a save. You know, they reminded me of the early season Kraken, and it seems like they kind of need that reset and that focus on more defensive hockey because they just don't have it right now. Yes, this game looked like a team that has a plan against a team that doesn't have a plan that's just hoping their star players go out and make plays like Jeff Skinner did for the first goal to kick things off. But for the most part, Buffalo just looked lost. Like they weren't on the same page with each other. It was very much just if you can make a play, try to make a play. Otherwise, eh. And that's it just doesn't work in the NHL. We've seen that from the Kraken in years past. Just does not work. Uh, Becca with the super chat here. Maddie giggling at Darlene's tantrum. The Schwartz is with us. Every line is buzzing and the streaks keep streaking. I mean, you talked about the Maddie giggling. That's going to be one for the highlight reel for the rest of the season for sure. Nobody's going to forget that one soon. That's that's for sure. Um, Schwartz being back. We talked about that. We talked about all the lines. I mean, just the fact, that, RJ, that the Kraken are continuing to roll, continuing to pile up wins it's exactly what this team needed after the hole they dug themselves it's it's going to be tough they're going to kind of need to keep doing this the rest of the way too yeah, I mean, they're just kind of pulling even with some of these wildcard teams. It's crazy how much is going on around them. They can't really gain a ton of ground, but you know what? Uh, you get two more important points here, and I, I think yeah, it gets up to 43 points. If Nashville loses, I think they're going to be very close to being in a wildcard spot by points percentage, which is mm -hmm. kind of the more important stat. Yes, definitely. No, they're definitely climbing the standings and the streak is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Elizabeth here with the super chat. Uh, oh, I wonder what this one will be like with the about with that number there. Uh, so happy to have <laughs> Schwartz back. Is he the difference maker on the power play? I miss yams and hope we get him back in rotation. I guess it's a good problem to have. I mean, we talked about this, like I said, on the deep dive, RJ. There are just too many forwards on this team. You just can't get them all in the lineup. Yeah, it's been this way for the better part of two seasons now. And, and like Elizabeth said, it is a good problem to have. And I'm sure Yamamoto will rotate in at some point. They're not going to scratch him forever. But uh, Jaden Schwartz, I mean, you see what he's able to do. And yeah, I mean, certainly when he left, he was the key to the power play. And it took the power play several games to figure things out after his departure. They're just a different looking unit with him in there versus with him out. Yeah, and you look at the power play goal that they score. It's a great goal by Vince Dunn, who was injured, went down the tunnel, came back out. That's his first shift on the ice, gets this goal. That was awesome. First off, love the player movement from Vince Dunn on that one to go ahead, drop low, take advantage of the fact that you know, he's kind of traded spots with Ellie Tolvanen. Tolvanen's playing the point. And then he got creative. He he moved around. But you know what? That pocket exists there. And I wonder if if Jaden Schwartz's presence maybe has part of is part of the reason that that pocket exists a little bit lower down that Vince Lo uh, Vince Dunn can step into. Yeah, and as I'm watching the replay here, too, I mean, you have the Sabres defensemen kind of with their heads on a swivel there, making sure that Schwartz doesn't get too far behind them. And, yeah. and you know, that's what's in their mind. Exactly. And also, I love that they left Maddie and had Maddie play low also on that power play unit because it's the combination of the two of them that the defensemen have to keep track of. Because now you've got two guys who could potentially be backdoor options. You've got two guys who could be screening your goalie, two guys who could be there for tips or rebounds. That's a lot for a PK unit to have to contend with and deal with. And if it's going to mean that Vince Dunn, Tolvanen, 
Burakovsky, who made a great play on the pass to find Vince Dunn there, if it means they're going to have more time and space to work with up top and kind of move around a little bit more, this could be a very interesting look for a power play. Not a traditional 1-3-1. I'm kind of happy about that, RJ. Not going to lie. I am too. I mean, you you know, I, I don't always like the one three one. And yeah, it seemed like, again, the way they were moving that puck around so fast, that's something they've worked on. You don't just do that by accident. You have to know where the guys are going to yeah. be. So it's intentional. Oh, definitely. And then, of course, from Gregory, the super chat, lemon lime Gatorade time, baby. The second period was amazing. Glad to have Schwartzy back. Joey, Joey, Joey. I mean, some of the saves from Joey tonight, they're exactly what we've expected. Good positioning at times. Fantastic desperation saves at others. Flash in the glove. I mean, it's all good. It is. I mean, my favorite one, though, my favorite save of this game was on a breakaway against Alex Tuck. And it was a shorthanded breakaway right before that Vince Dunn goal we were just talking about. I mean, if Tuck scores on this breakaway, that Dunn goal doesn't happen. It's a very different hockey game. And I love it because it's so Joey Decord. I mean, this is just ultimate him where Tuck's going to the backhand and most goalies are going to try and stay compact. They're going to try and not move very much, Mm -hmm. make the shooter make a move. Instead, Joey just puts his stick out to the side, just kind of reaching out to where Tuck is probably going to be. And then Tuck sees that, slides at five hole, but Joey knows that's coming. He's able to close the pads up really quick. It's it's the kind of move like you give the shooter something and then you take it away, knowing that they're Mm going to try for it. Most goalies don't do that. That's really bold. It, as I'm telling you, I've said it before. He's the best breakaway goalie right now. He stops multiples every single game. I don't remember the last time outside of a shootout that he got scored on on a breakaway. Like it's been so long and it's not because the Kraken don't ever allow them. Right. Like every team does yeah. it. Kraken maybe do a little bit more than than some others. Um, but he's always there. He always makes the save. He's just so talented when it comes to those. I do, you know, I will say this just on the first one from uh, Skinner, that Skinner goal. I thought that that one might be an example of maybe some advanced scouting, right? Maybe watching some tape on the goaltender. Joey's done a fantastic job of being, you know, a great desperation save, moving laterally type goaltender. He, He made the big one against Eichel in the Winter Classic. He made one in the game against the Senators. He goes and he would he would have made that play had Skinner not held up. And I do think that that was something where I've talked about this before, right? Once Joey goes down or he makes one of those big movements, he doesn't, he it's, uh, it's hard for him to kind of reset in that situation. And I wonder if Jeff Skinner saw that and then knew, okay, if I just hang on for a sec. Now, part of it is Joey had no help defensively. So Skinner could have waited an eternity there uh, and just picked him apart no matter what. But yeah, that was an interesting play. And then chip here five and zero against Buffalo, by the way, the super chat there. Thank you, chip for that undefeated rj never lose against buffalo ever it does feel automatic against them doesn't it dylan yeah it does i i'll take it too um all right (laughs) so i've got about 80 uh 80 uh things in chat here already so we'll we'll try to (laughs) burn through these pretty quick here start off with james kick this off east coast games are good for my central time zone soul yes every time we get these east coast swings lots of love from the east coast fans rj central time zone fans everybody really right yeah and it's nice having a little change of pace too i mean we finished with this in like an hour and you know we'll have a little bit of night left too yep and the mark has four days of rest and the kraken didn't blow it ryan great game joey looks invincible right now that he does uh zoe sabers fans didn't seem pleased with their team's performance my gosh i mean that's a lot more than we're used to hearing right like that's that's a lot that's like ottawa levels from earlier this season kind of booing. yeah the broadcast really picked that up it was very clear Yes, definitely. Brian, not going to lie, playing Buffalo is my happy place. If only we could do it 82 games a season, RJ. If only. Uh, (laughs) Jake, we're never losing again. I mean, I can't argue with it. Playing like this. I was going to say, like, remember last year in January when it was like, oh, 2023, year of the Kraken. Just saying, haven't lost this year either. Uh, Marquez, New Year, New Yanni. Yes, I mean, Yanni continuing the streak too, right? Of all the streaks that we've talked about, we haven't talked about Yanni Gord, RJ scoring every goal in every game that he can play this year. Yeah, three goals in three games in 2024. Uh, you said it at the Winter Classic to me right after he scored the first one. It's continuing to ring true. New year, new Yanni. But I love it because it's the same old Yanni too. All three of those goals he scored have been from, what, within five feet of the net right yeah. by the goal crease. Uh, he knows the areas to go to create goals, and he's finally getting rewarded. 
Oh, and I love to see it. And you, you got to know he's feeling it too. Habak, I love winning. Winning is fun. Winning makes the air smell better. And I agree with that. I, I think the crack kid would say so. Well, we should ask when they come back to town, RJ. You should ask him about that. Uh, <laughs> what, like read... in the locker room after practice, insinuating yeah. maybe the air needs to smell better? <laughs> yeah, no, no, just, yeah, exactly. Just be like, when you walk into a visitor's locker room, which ha- are terrible, let me tell you, uh, as I get those games, those are, they're awful. <laughs> but I do wonder if they smell better after wins. I would I would ask them that. Byron, uh, the power of playing Buffalo over the power of the four-day break. That's right. I mean, the Kraken are kind of breaking their own curses right now. They're so powerful. I guess with both of those, something had to give, right? <laughs> yeah, one of them was going to come out on top. I'm very happy with the the power of playing Buffalo resulting in a win coming out on top. Love that. Love the dance emojis from Absurdly Sane. Of course, be breakaway against the Kraken. No need to worry. We have Joey Decord. I mean, we talked about it. He's just automatic in those. Christian, I was getting concerned every time the broadcast kept mentioning the Sabres have never won against the Kraken. Nice to have a good start to the road trip. That's true. This is a long road trip, RJ. They pick up the win. I got to think that that helps them. You know, I'm not saying that professional athletes would ever have doubts or have little things creep into their mind, but I do wonder if they were kind of like all of us where they saw that four day gap and then they saw the long road trip to the East Coast. And I do wonder like if that kind of weighed on them at all. And if it did, I got to imagine that's all a race now. Yeah. And if this game goes poorly, I mean, then it's certainly easy for those doubts to start to creep in your mind and be like, okay, are we off of our rhythm? Is this going to end up bad? Uh, But, you know, they picked up where they left off after, you know, a few minutes of maybe not the best start, but that's might be even better to know that you can maybe falter for a bit and then just find your game back. It's easy. It's like riding a bike. You just figure it out. You just have to settle in. I mean, that's got to be huge for their confidence. I was just going to say it was a sloppy start to the game. You give up an early goal that didn't look good, right? I got to imagine the be to be able to then make the game close. Buffalo was keeping the game close, but then to be able to to come, you know, pull away from them later on was a big deal, I got to think for for all the guys. Light with the super chat here. You know, everyone keeps giving Joey all this credit and praise and not our skaters who allow 5 million shots per game to pad his stats. Shaking my head. This is something we've talked about. It is a product of the new system the Kraken are running is that they are willing to give up a lot of shots from a little bit further out, although in this game, RJ, a lot of those were in close on Joey, uh, and he just had to, you know, stay strong with his pads down low. But it is one of those things, like, from a stats perspective, if you wanted to be, and I'm not calling you cynical light of all people, definitely, I never would. But if you were (laughs) to look at, you know, Joey's, you know, meteoric rise to the top of the goaltending charts here, RJ, you would say, well, I mean, if he's going to face 40 shots every game, then yeah, he's going to make lots of saves and his save percentage is going to look pretty good. Yeah, he has been facing a lot of shots. I mean, this one came a little different than most of these other games where it's a lot of low quality shots early. He can get a feel for the puck. He can settle in. This one, he had the barrage early on and he did well enough to keep the Kraken in the game. But you have the score effects coming at the end of the game, right? Where you keep him to the outside. They're just shooting pucks, trying to be opportunistic. And Joey's able to build up a lot of saves. How many do you finally end up with? I know it was 30 something. It was 36 last I checked. So unless they tweak something a little bit afterwards, yeah, it's still 38 shots for Buffalo. So 36. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Light with the second super chat here. Also, the Kraken have a goal differential of plus 13 all time against the Sabres. I mean, (laughs) that's got to be their best, right? Like, I can't think of a team that they would have a better one against. Uh, Maybe San Jose. Well, I was I was gonna say San Jose, but you know what? Like San Jose always, for whatever reason, plays the Kraken close, right? Uh, at least up until right. this year. Uh, in years past, they have. Um, uh, maybe Chicago. Chicago would be the only other one because I remember some like big wins against them last year. That would be an interesting one. Uh, while you look that up, I'll read this other super chat yep. here from Patrick Joey with the nine forty seven save percentage tonight. Pay the man. They did this offseason, so they got to wait at least another offseason before they could pay him more uh, on top of that it. That two-year term's looking pretty great, huh? Oh, my gosh. What a steal of a contract. <laughs> Ron Francis does it again. Are any of us really that surprised? We shouldn't be. <laughs> no. Um, I figured out the goal differential, by the okay, way. go for it. That is the top at plus 13, actually. It passed tonight. It passed uh, plus 12 over the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, there you go. I was I was close, at least. Um, Tammy, Buffalo must just hate us. I got to imagine they do, right? We just constantly kind of stomp on their team like this. I would hate us. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I remember it the other way growing up a Sharks fan. For whatever reason, it just felt like they could not beat the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres just beat them every single time. And it was this random East Coast team that just they yes. could not beat. Now Buffalo's feeling the other side of that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's fine for them. I was going to say, actually, right now, I think Buffalo fans might dislike their own team a little bit more than anybody else at the moment, uh, based on how they, how they, they, what they were saying at yeah. the game, we'll say. Uh, DJ Singleton with the Super Chat. Darlene has nightmares of Maddie and the Kraken laughing at him. I mean, I don't even know. Like, what do you what do you say to him? You probably don't say anything to him after this game, right? But if you're, if if you're Darlene, you're just you got to be like losing it because you're playing fantastic. You're the only defenseman going to the All Star game from the entire Eastern Conference, and you're just kind of stuck in this situation. Yeah, and it it seems like this is not the first time. I just happened to search on Twitter like Darlene stick and look at videos because it seems like he smashes his stick a lot. This is something I seem to remember him doing. And there are videos from a few different times earlier this season where there's been a defensive breakdown. He's the one guy back. It results in a goal, and he smashes his stick over the top of the net, just like he did tonight. Uh, so I'm sure this has been a building thing for him. Definitely. Uh, Patrick pointed out 9-0-1 in the last 10. That's going to look really good to anybody who looks at the standings page on NHL.com, RJ. Jessica with the Schwartzy, Schwartzy, bobblehead night delayed. That's true. Got that performance in. Huh. I, I guess so. Everybody update the chart. Like, I don't know how you're going to update the the chart but update the chart for that uh, maybe just put an asterisk i guess i don't know i gotta look um, and see if maddie scored in his first game back after missing the injury and missing his bobblehead night oh there we go um michael with the vesna chant as well for joey decord i'm telling you i said it at the winter classic rj if he keeps this up i yeah <laughs> yeah certainly i mean if he can keep it up for the rest of the season i'm trying to quickly look at uh the evolving hockey numbers to see where he's at as far as like goal saved above expected because the money puck numbers are, are kind of weird i don't really like those um but let's see i mean he i know he was 16th last i checked like he is climbing that list oh yeah i mean how could he not i mean his numbers in every way possible are, are going up i wonder about the quality start tonight though um for him as i'll pull up money puck and we'll both just look down at our computers <laughs> instead of doing our that's job entertaining talk, for everybody and, right? and talking to everybody right yeah yeah all right so joey up to 12th before tonight so all right all right we'll go uh habak free cardio for joey towards the end let's not overwork him for no reason again this, they're padding the stats for the for the vesna case it's not it's not for no yeah. reason they know what they're doing well, i mean i tweeted this with about three minutes to go because the sabers got a breakaway right they were able to split the defense between alexiak and dunn and they kind of just let i forget who it was but kind of just let him through and yeah. i said you know they're they're just giving the sabers breakaways for joey to stop for fun at this point right because they know he's going to stop him well, they had controlled the play so much at that point. You want to make sure you keep Joey fresh for the next game. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all it's all a big plan. Lindsay, ECH dance party. Buffalo still have never beaten the Kraken in franchise history. Let's go. Uh, it was all written in all caps. Sorry, I didn't scream the whole thing, Lindsay. I, I owe you. Um, Cody <laughs> and Tammy reminded everybody to like the stream. Thank you very much for that. And then we got Super Chat here from Jeremiah, the Sports Beard. Love the smiles after a win. Hope you are well. Hope you are well as well, uh, Jeremiah. I hope you had a new, uh, fantastic new uh, new year and uh, the holiday season and everything. Uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, winter classic the Kraken had. Mm -hmm. throw that mm -hmm. out there as well uh thank you very much for the super chat uh cj losing faceoffs plus joey being joey equals w there we go let's go it's the formula I told you. It, as it much is. as i hate to admit it it is uh circling seattle sports maybe it's time for some buffalo wings to celebrate well now i know what i'm doing after this because i'm not gonna be able to get that out of my head thanks you got him chuck <laughs> you absolutely got me come, come on man <laughs> Ah, um, let's see. Um, Daniel, how close are we to even goal differential? Let me go back to the standings page uh, and see if it's updated now because it hadn't as of a couple minutes ago. It still hasn't updated for this new game. We were minus we nine, quick math, though. Minus, minus nine going into this one, though. So we're at minus six now. So we are getting close to, you know, you know, the neutral uh, goal differential. That's good to see. Impressive given how big a hole they dug too, because I think the Kraken were second to last in the league at one point ahead of oh, only yeah. San Jose. Like that's, that's bad. a long way to, to dig your way out of. 
Yes, no, it was very bad for a while there. Uh, Zoe, I was really worried about Dunn after the shot block, but seems like he's fine. Is that something to be concerned about moving forward? Only if it is a more significant injury. Like you and I have both seen guys have injuries, not even always go down the tunnel. And then the next day it's like, oh, they broke something. Right. And but they finished the game. The adrenaline was going. It got him through. Gotta think though, because it happened in the first period, he played the rest of the way. It's it shouldn't worry too much about it, but you just really don't know. Yeah, exactly. We can't know. I wouldn't be too worried about it, given, like you said, how he was able to come back and play most of the game afterwards. If it was late or something, you know, then we might have to worry about it. Also, being in the arm slash wrist area, it might be the kind of thing that's easier to play through rather than your leg not working as well as it could be. <laughs> yeah, th those are t those tend to be tough. Um, let's see. Uh, B, done going down the tunnel and you come out a few minutes later and get a power play goal on his first shift back was an emotional roller coaster for me. I think it was for all of us. Um, but what a statement way to come back, right? Like, because that was kind of the first way I noticed him too, was he was part of that cycle, you know, with Tolvanen and Burakovsky there. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. He's back. Good to know. Uh, and then I was in the middle of typing the tweet about him being back and then he scores. I'm like, all right, let's uh, scratch that different tweet. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. How about Berkey on the power play too, right? Two games in a row now where he's just looks so comfortable being that distributor from the right side. I love having him there. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's another guy like Schwartz that just adds a whole other dimension to the power play. And that's why it was such a big challenge having both of them out of the lineup for such an extended period of time. You really had to make big adjustments, but you bring his skill, let him do his thing. And it's also good he's able to get some ice time that way. He's up to 13 minutes of total ice time on the game, inching his way up. You know, I, I don't want to speak for him, but kind of reading between the lines of his answers the last few days, I think he feels ready for a little bit more responsibility there. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's getting there slowly, but I think he's really trying to take advantage on the power play. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Uh, and, you know, it'll come to right. Like they only yeah. had the one power play in this game there. You're going to get more than that in future games. Uh, DJ Singleton with the super chat. Can we talk about the Chalet Rykov Mesar super team or is that for prospects live? Well, mostly going to be for prospects live. But yes, I, I will talk about it briefly right now as I casually throw up this screen here real quick, just so everybody can see uh, when the next prospect live chat is going to be on January 29th at 7 p.m. over on Patreon. Um, yes. Yeah, so for, for everybody who, who hasn't heard yet because the game was going on uh, earlier, the Kraken game was a little earlier than normal. Yes. Uh, Edward Shalley, the Kraken's first round pick from this past year. He's been playing in the OHL this season for the Barry Colts. They were a very poor team really not good this year he didn't have a lot of guys to play with around him and for a cerebral playmaking player like him that was less than ideal got traded today to the kitchener rangers who are putting together a super team as uh, dj singleton called it which it very much is to try to make a push for the memorial cup i can't be happier for him rj i mean he was a borderline point per game player on a really bad team i can't imagine what this is going to do for his numbers and his ability just to grow and continue to adjust to the north american game being able to play with other kraken top prospect carson reikoff who has been lighting the ohl on fire all season long it, you just love getting that where as an nhl team you can have two of your top prospects playing with each other building that chemistry before they even get to the nhl before they even get pro uh most teams don't have that luxury and i mean couldn't have had a better result with this trade and i imagine dj singletone too it's probably going to make your watching schedule just a little bit easier yeah well and you don't have to sit through those terrible barry colts games anymore so congrats on more that. fun too Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, Nicole, Buffalo is my second favorite team, and I 100% agree with RJ. They are not consistent at all. Disappointing to watch sometimes. So there you go. Um, got that there. Christian, Darlene's tantrums against the Kraken is, is hilarious. One of the funniest moments in the first year was when Darlene lost an edge trying to swipe and miss at the game-winning puck. I remember that, RJ. <laughs> I remember that very well. I mean, that was that was hilarious when that happened. It was so, so funny. Uh, Sam, question for Dylan. Given that you've been a fan of Zach Benson, what do you think of his play so far with the Sabres and if it was the right move to get him into the NHL straight away? Um, I've, I've been a fan of his. I've continued to be a fan of his with the Sabres. I think it was a bold choice to bring him into the NHL. I thought, you know, from playmaking and, and hockey smart standpoint, he was ready for the NHL. Physically, I mean, look, he has missed time this year because he has gotten injured uh you looked at this game and anytime there was anything along the boards i mean i think it was vince dunn who just completely manhandled him beneath the goal line when there was you know a play behind the net for zach benson to make 
that's always going to be a problem for him. Like even as he continues to grow and develop and add weight, he is always going to be on the smaller side. But at the same time, RJ, he was able to come out and make some big plays for the Sabres in this one too. Had had an unfortunate turnover for him. It led to a Kraken goal right away. I believe that was the Yanni Gord goal. Um, yep. But yeah, it, you know, he's he's played really well. I think it was a bold choice from the Sabres to do that, but they, they obviously really believe in him. And I guess, you know, if, if the size is always going to be a concern, you might as well just get him there if he's ready. Yeah, I imagine those reps will probably help. And the skill was definitely evident watching him tonight. He's going to be a heck of a player. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Sean, I felt that Cartier played pretty well, but I suspect the rotation with the Ams will start relatively soon. I mean, the one thing Cartier has in his favor is playing center on that line, RJ. That's right. And as you pointed out on the podcast, Jared McCann on that line can also play center. I, I think they'd prefer to not have him do that, but it's something you can do if you want to get Yamamoto back into the lineup. Looking at the ice time for that line at five on five. Yeah, I mean, they were they were pretty much the fourth line. I mean, McCann had a little bit more than those other guys, but I was curious if his ice time would go down as a result mm -hmm. of being on that fourth line, and, and it did. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still something that, I don't think this is like the it's going to stay this way long term solution. But for now, and certainly while you're on the winning streak, I guess why change anything, right? Um, yeah. Although I guess also, you know, you have to look at the score and then third period mm -hmm. probably skews that. You know, who had the least ice time at five on five among the forwards? Uh, Ty Cartier? No, Oliver Bjorkstrand. <laughs> that tells me okay. they're up three goals. They don't want to risk him. They're just, you know. I was just going to yeah. say, one, they want to get him into the All-Star game because he's already canceled the Airbnb, so he's got to go now, right? And like, he took a big no hit choice. earlier in the game, too. I was just going to say, and that big hit that I am just shocked at how fast he picked up. That one angle they had where you're looking right down at it, that was brutal. Yeah, it was. I mean, clean hit. You know, it was just in a dangerous area, you know, where you're glad he's okay. But uh, the Kraken have a few players like that that are on the smaller side, but they just somehow get up from these huge hits when they're hit. Definitely. All right. So we got Lindsay talking about how LA lost in overtime. So only one point for them. And then Demir is asking the question, RJ, is it too optimistic to think we can catch LA? I say no. I say yes, because I think they, well, one, they have a lot more games in hand and they're playing well. LA is not the team I'd be looking to catch. If I'm, you know, if you're looking at one of those top three teams, the Pacific, I'd actually say Vegas. They've, they've been a little off recently. They're losing some more games, uh, you know, points percentage wise, I guess LA is a little bit below them, but I, I think LA might kind of catch fire late too. I was going to say, and I don't think the standings have, have caught up to the LA overtime loss. Uh, so it'll be two games in hand for LA there. Uh, whereas the Kraken are even with the Vegas Golden Knights, but Vegas at 51 points, Kraken at 43. That's a big gap, RJ. I don't know. It's a lot. I, I don't, again, I don't think it's all that realistic to try and catch one of those three in the first place. There's just such a big gap from the beginning, but um, you know, you're never out of it for sure. No, it wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, Nashville is really the team to catch. Uh, I'm kind of surprised at how they've been hanging in there at that top wild card spot for as long as they have. Uh, would not surprise me if this ends up being a year in which there are five Pacific Division teams, RJ, as the Kraken and Oilers take the two wild card spots. I could see that. And it's, you know, it's worth remembering, too. All you got to do is finish in the top eight. Seeding does not matter in the NHL. So, yep. you know, it's not really there's you don't really get much from being the third seed versus a wild card. Yep. Yep. And then you just hope that uh, maybe you draw like a Vancouver uh, first round That'd series. Be nice. so, like everybody could travel and it would be really fun and their PDO bender will end because they always do. And yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Lindsay You're pointing that out too. Yep. Lindsay could pointing, happen. Yep. Lindsay talking about them as well. Don't look now, but the Kings are on a six game losing streak while the Kraken are on a seven game winning streak. Why don't we try for third in the Pacific? I'm ignoring games in hand. So there we go. Um, all right, it's gonna gonna jump down a little bit here in chat just to try to catch up a little bit for everybody else. Uh, let's see. Yeah, not so much shooting from distance for Yanni. See whatever that breakaway pass thing was. Yeah, that was something shorthanded to make a pass there, RJ. I, I get what he's going for. You're up three. I, I, I did tweet out the screenshot of it because that was just hilarious. Like, there's nobody else in the frame, but he just keeps looking over his shoulder trying to find his teammate. I, you know, I can't criticize him too much because you know what? That's the exact thing I would do in beer league. If I knew my team was up by a bunch of goals and I had a teammate somewhere behind me, that's the kind of mistake I would make. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, sounds... I've done it in the past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to be uh, to be fair, I thought he made a good move, and then when he saw that Levi kept up with it, he was like, "Okay, well then I'm not going to try to force just a weird janky shot. I, I can go for a, a larger play here." Um, got one here from Zoe. Uh, Schultz second star is very confusing. And then Becca saying, did they mean Schwartz? And it has since been corrected to Jaden Schwartz on the NHL website. So makes a little bit more sense. I was going to say like, I mean, Justin Schultz had that really good, like where he covered for Joey, right? Joey was caught on the other side. Schultz came around, stopped the wraparound by, by kneeling down in the crease there. But that would be, um, you'd have to really weigh one play heavily to make him second star in a game, which is team one, five, two. Yeah, it'd be one of the emptier stat sheets to to be named a star for sure. But hey, you know what? They're they're not the first people to make that mistake. You know, we've we've accidentally just said that a few times. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, Casey feels like picking up Tatar was really big, just like Tolvi last year. I like the way he fits in with the team. Impressive move from Francis. How about that breakaway, RJ? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'll say Levi did his homework like on, on Tatar there, like it's the same move that he went with last game and scored on Levi was absolutely ready for it. He, you know, he drew a penalty though, you know, good yeah. on Tatar there. But I mean, the big thing, he's just, he's unlocked Maddie veneers and that yeah. confidence and that swagger that he can play with. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. There wasn't any defenders in the way. That's the problem, right? Think of all the big Tatar goals he scored for the crack. And it's been him dancing, bobbing and weaving through a lot of traffic through a lot of defensemen, uh, nothing for him to do there right just one-on-one with the goalie he needs more like he can only score in more impressive fashions than on a simple breakaway i mean is this like the reverse of the crack and just allowing breakaways because you know joey decord's gonna stop them you have to <laughs> score in a more challenging way yes i'm saying the next time he's on a breakaway he should just kind of hold up post up let the rest of both teams catch up and then make a move there you go let have yanni coach him there exactly <laughs> we go oh man um i know all-star game ultimately means nothing but go vote for joey anyway he deserves it from be there yes and um they released kind of the the latest votes for the all-star game no no additional kraken are right now in a spot where they would be going to the all-star game so everybody got to go and vote is it nhl.com slash vote it might be the website that what it is it, it has been <laughs> okay dylan I, I know you're trying to lead the charge here i'm sorry i'm gonna be the realist here it's so tough to compete with those canadian markets that that vote yeah. for players I, i'm just gonna tell everyone right now i'm sorry vince dunn and joey decord are not going to the all-star game like you can't outvote these people in toronto or vancouver it's just not gonna work and you know what i think that's a good thing because you don't want them with any more wear on them than they have already this season. Like Joey's playing a whole lot of games. I, I want him to get a nice deserved break during that time. Same thing for Vince Dunn. Uh, so I think it's actually a good thing if you're just going for team success. I understand where you're coming from. And also there is nowhere on the NHL.com homepage that has a link to vote for all-stars, which I wonder if there is on the NHL.ca or whatever the Canadian page is. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) That'd be funny to check. That would be so funny. Let me, let me, let me pull that up here real quick. Go for it. And Lindsay's saying Kraken players are probably voting for other players to not get their vacations ruined. Exactly. Leo saying, let them have their vacations. Uh, Casey, not exactly a can-do attitude there, RJ, but I do appreciate the honesty. No, it's not okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a don't want to do attitude. That's really what it is. Yes, that's that's your issue there. Um, I'm I mean, that is really my up. issue in, in life, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. Um, all right, here. Uh, let's see. Uh, looks like we might having some luck with the standings based on the other games tonight. Yes, I mean, look, we knew some of those other teams were gonna. Um, uh, fall off at, at some point too so it's been mm-hmm. good to see as well um Lindsay, for context sharks are now minus 90 in goal differential rj Oof. have they even played 40 games i don't think so i don't know uh that is very bad that no they got 41 games look at that yep yep uh hey the super bowl champs are in here rj finally made the post game live best show there is lemon lime gatorade time well appreciate that glad nice. you're able to finally make it uh all uh <laughs> all 53 of you um let's see 
<laughs> love having the handles of Berkey back from Sean. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's he's been so fantastic. Tammy, I saw on the broadcast that Fergus has nine points in two games. I hope hope he gets to play in the NHL. Nothing else will be great in Coachella. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, man, because he can continue doing this stuff in the AHL. I still have my doubts NHL-wise. It's my turn to be the Grinch, I guess. But there you uh, go. <laughs> so I'll help you out there. Um, but, yeah, I, he certainly will light up things in Coachella Valley for the Firebirds. Um, Becca, knowing how long it's been since Carts was a center, I'm impressed with his play. He has been playing really well in that fourth line role. Yeah, he has. I mean, he's adjusted really well. Like this is a guy who hasn't played center in pro hockey at all. Last time he played center was in junior. And and that's a really tough transition to make at the NHL level. And Haxtell's spoken really highly of him uh, kind of being given that task, having the will to do it. And, you know, look, that's probably the reason he's in the lineup right now. He knows how important that is to his position. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, Lindsay, with so many forwards, do you think Belmar cracks the lineup? Notice that him getting injured and being out coincided with our win streak starting. Look, I kind of thought all along, RJ, it was one of those. I, I think I said this before the season even started that I didn't think he would be an every night player for the Kraken this year. I thought he would be as part of a rotation just because of his age, his speed, his skating. It's not what it used to be, all that kind of stuff but that he was more of an addition for the locker room and for the guys. And then to be somebody that, yes, if you dress him, he can be that like throw him out there, win the big face off that you need to win in that moment kind of player. But I do feel like a lot of bringing him in was for the off ice stuff. If you know, maybe even a little more than the on ice stuff. Yeah, and it does seem to be playing out that way. I think if everybody's healthy, uh, he's a rotational player at best, but man, is he good in the room. Uh, and that's good for the Kraken to have. And, you know, at that stage in his career, I, I think he's embraced that role. Oh, definitely. It certainly seems that way. Um, I mean, he just is always all smiles, just all the time. At least, yep. at least whenever I'm around, maybe, you know, that's just me. Yeah, and, and Zoe pointing out he read the lineup for the Winter Classic. That was great watching was really the, uh, cool. the mic'd up video. Yep. Yes, it was. It was, it was really tough to kind of see him like, right. Go out there for the team picture and everything when they practice, but he's on crutches. Like, you know, how important that must've been right. To, to not be able to be out there and skating with the guys that had to be rough for him. Um, Edward, good to know with all the ups and downs this season that the Kraken still know how to rattle the Sabres. Yeah. I mean, you like <laughs> when there are those, those constants you can fall back on in life, you know, like the Kraken beating the Sabres. Yep, the saber rattling there. I like that. Yes, yes, I know. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm glad I'm far from the only one getting Schwartz and Schultz messed up from Patrick. I still, I still have to like really make sure I do it. RJ, it's tough. Yeah, should we? We should be glad, I guess, that Jimmy Schultz isn't an NHL level player. Don't even don't even start with me. Uh, Nicole, what'd you guys think of McCann tonight? So I will be honest, like we talked about him from an ice time perspective, RJ. Talk about him a little bit. He might be the only forward I just didn't really notice. Yeah, I'm with you. I was about to say, I didn't really notice him that much, uh, except for I think he was the player that Yanni was passing to on that that kind of shorthanded two on one type of thing. Um, and, and, you know, maybe wanting to get him a goal as I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember who just pointed that out in chat earlier, but um, you know, I, I think that was the only time I really noticed him. And look, that can happen when you're sent down to what is really the fourth line. Uh, but the Kraken are so deep, it doesn't really matter. And if they really needed to stack the lines and put him somewhere, they could, they just, this game wasn't really necessary. No, I was going to say, look, if if your leading goal scorer kind of doesn't show up and you still win a game 5-2, that's great. And also, their win streak is basically exactly as long as his goalless streak. And I'm not saying that those two things are like l truly linked and whatever, but it is one of those things of the rest of the team is pretty good, good too, right? Like they've, they've been able to get by while he's on, you know, the longest goalless streak of the season so far for him. So uh, now all of this Habak saying McCann hat trick coming, it would not surprise me if he just went out there and he scored like five in a game, RJ. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly due to go off, but that's the whole point of having a team with this kind of depth is you can have your leading scorer maybe go cold for six or seven games and the guys are right there to pick up the slack, especially if you're playing this way where you're not really giving up more than two goals in any game. You don't need a lot of that scoring in the first place. That is true. Lindsay, the Kraken players are probably voting for other players so that their vacations don't get ruined. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Do you think they do that? <laughs> 
<laughs> that's funny to start the campaign for the other players yeah, on other teams exactly leo let them have their cabo vacations yeah exactly it's fine um let's see sam here's a curious question with veneers getting concussed last year and with bedard getting a broken jaw this year will teams try to protect younger all-stars from getting injured before the game I mean, that is an interesting question. I don't know that any team is ever truly in a position standing wise where they can afford to really do that. Cause I would, yeah, I don't think so. Them. Exactly. And, and then, you know, you're going to have, you're going to sit a player like Bedard or, or Matty Beneers for the Kraken last season. I mean, really, you just don't want them getting hurt because you want them in the lineup playing games for you. Just an unfortunate coincidence. It happens to be before all star games. Yes, definitely. Um, let's see here. I'm going to kind of scroll down towards the bottom here. Um, but uh, Belly shared a, vid, a little bit of his son skating on the uh, Winter Classic Ice and said, at least one Belmar is out there with some lol emojis. Got to respect his attitude all the way from Rebecca there. Yes, I remember seeing that. He was out there and he was playing with um, Brian Dumoulin's son. The two of them were mm -hmm. out there playing together. Uh, they had the sticks. They were like the first two out there for the family skate too. They they could not wait. It was really fun to see that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anthony, genuinely don't mean this as a goalie controversy question, but <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> if Joey were to keep this up, could we afford to extend him beyond next season at a fair contract or would Gruby's deal be too much? Armchair GM RJ, you have the floor. All right, let's go. Yeah, I'm actually throw this up with the January yeah. 23rd Armchair GM stream at 7 p.m. Exactly. over on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, and it's these kind of questions that we talk about. Good job with the plug, Dylan, on the Armchair GM stream happening on January 23rd. Because um, this it, is the kind of thing where you have to look into the future, right? Joey's got another year left on his contract. And um, it's, I like, I never like to put too much money in goal. That's kind of my philosophy there. And if he keeps this up, what through the end of next season i mean that's looking like a a very legitimate starting goalie and you do have some issues there where i mean at that point grubauer is going to have and i'm double checking to make sure i have this correct grubauer is going to have another two years left on his contract still uh you really can't afford to pay because at that point you're looking at probably 10 million north of 10 million in goal I don't think you want that from a roster construction standpoint. At that point, you might have to look at potentially buying out a Philip Grubauer, depending on how Grubauer's play is going, or, or maybe trading him if he's able to turn it around, assuming that Joey just takes the reins and is your starter. I think you also then have to be skeptical of then, you know, at 29 years old, signing Joey to certainly a long-term deal if that's what he wants, because then you're looking at the territory of when you sign Grubauer and how that deal can kind of go wrong for you. Yeah, I think Joey's had a lot less of a workload on his body. And well, I guess Grubauer was back up for a long time, too. He so was. I can't even say that. Yeah. No. It's, and and it's, just also knowing the inherent, you know, instability of the goaltending position. Decord could still have another great couple seasons and you just never know. I mean, you're, you're seeing that on the upside with Decord this year and the downside with with Grubauer in his first season with the Kraken. You just never know. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you at least mentioned it, RJ. You mentioned the buyout. So appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I, I did. I did say that word only because I was in armchair GM mode. I try and keep ideas like that off of the post game live. I but know. Uh, I had the GM hat on there for a little too long, I think. I know. Uh, no, it's fine. It's 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 just it is what it is kind of thing. Right. Um, it's yeah, I, I'm with you. I think you just got to wait and see. Like there's a lot of time between then and now. Right. And yeah. and I think it right now you just live in the moment. You take it day to day. You got to know that that's what both of these guys are doing. Right. Grubauer's taking it day to day as he recovers and tries to get back out there. Joey's taking it day by day uh, as he just, you know, wants to continue the streak that he's on, continue to perform well in this opportunity that he has that he's never really had the opportunity to have. And so I think and if you're the team, you just you do the exact same thing and you, you keep that focus around them uh, to not try to get too ahead of yourself there um that being said you know look could you keep both of them yeah i mean that but that's where you know you would eat into whatever the cap goes up essentially right like any any space there that that generates would then be going just into in net and you know you have to ask the question of is that what you really want um so it's a, it's an interesting question 
Light with another super chat here. Also, I don't know if it was mentioned yet. Tolvi has 26 points this season. He had 27 with us last season. Hope we extend him. That is one that we haven't talked too much about, RJ. And again, not to just dump everything from your potential armchair GM <laughs> streams into this postgame live, but Tolvanen and Maddie both need to be extended this offseason. Yeah, they do. And everyone's focusing on Matty Beneers, as they should. Look, that's the big extension to get done. But, I mean, Tolvanen, as just pointed out, Light, is playing really well. He's producing points. That's the big thing that's going to help that contract number go higher. Um, and, and, you know, people in chat, you know, got Sean, Jeffrey, all saying that, that Tolvi's really important. He's a core piece. And um, I, I think, you know, the Kraken have to kind of view him that way as someone they want to bring back. Um, it's tough because he's got arbitration rights. Like, what does that contract look like? Because he's part of this super productive line, but like Gordon Bjorkstrand are a part of that. Um, but I, I think given his age and the production he's been able to have, you have to prioritize that re-signing as well. Yeah, and it's, I'm with B. It's going to be interesting what that contract's going to look like, right? I mean, do you think that's bridge deal territory? I, again, I don't want you to like spoil a bunch of stream stuff, but do you think a bridge <laughs> deal is more likely or do you think they're able to work out something long-term? If if you know you're doing long-term with Maddie, does that, if you're the general manager, make you lean one way or the other with Tolvanen or is it just totally independent? I think we probably see something in bridge deal territory just because you kind of only go long-term with those top guys, I think, and, you know, and Tolvin. And it's like I said, if you're looking at long-term for Maddie Beneers, Tolvanen is probably a bridge deal, I'm guessing. And I don't mind spoiling little bits from the armchair GM yeah. chat if, uh, you know, we can drum up some interest. I've seen we actually had a couple people already signing up for tree trials during this stream. I can see the emails pop up. So thank you for those who have uh, decided to give it a try. Yes, definitely. Really, really do appreciate that, everybody. Um, let's see. So I've got a couple of things here uh, related to the big trade from yesterday, but I'm going to start with Striatic's question here just to break up some of the GM stuff and keep it focused on the game that did happen tonight because this is post-game live. Have we done favorite goal of the night yet? No, we have not, Striatic. And so, RJ, what was your favorite goal of this evening? Because uh, we've got five to choose from, and all of them were kind of a lot of fun in their own way. They were. I mean, this is actually kind of tough to decide. I still have to go with the power play goal for Vince Dunn, the, the passing, the puck movement, the player movement. That's exactly what a power play should look like. I, I just that's the one that keeps coming back to me. I can't forget it. It just keeps replaying in my head. Yeah. So you've got that great goal, especially with the added benefit of the fact that Vince Dunn had been injured. He had been gone from the game, comes back out there, gets that gets that going Rebecca very much agreeing with you there uh in chat you've got the double tip goal for for Jaden Schwartz in his first game back like that one's a lot of fun my question is does the little teehee thing from Maddie after his goal and Darlene breaks a stick count right does the play end when the puck crosses the goal line or does it follow through like until the camera cuts away because if it follows through I got to go with Maddie because that was an instant you know, highlight real moment that we're going to remember. That's going to be something that we're going to be throwing up on tweets throughout Kraken Nation for a very, very long time, right? Um, and so I would go with that one. But if, if you're saying that it's just the play itself and then afterwards is just whatever, Jaden Schwartz, first game back, picking up a, a second tip, right? Keeping Tanov off the board. <laughs> 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 Gotta that love was that. The first thing, that was the first thing I thought of was like, bummer for Brandon Tanev. He's been working really hard. He could have used one there. And of course, Jaden Schwartz, first game back, got to add a second tip on top of his to make sure he gets the goal. <laughs> I'd like to hear the conversation on the bench after that one, too. I'm sure Turbo would say a little something there, you know, just joking with his teammate. But, I, you know, those you can't go wrong with the five goals scored tonight. No, I mean, you've got Yanni doing Yanni stuff. The Dunn one we talked about. Wenberg picking up another one this year. I mean, he's up to six goals, RJ. Like, it's, he's tied with Matty Beneers. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, gotta love that. And it was a pretty one. And then those other two. So, yeah, some some good, good stuff. Uh, and, yes, as Zoe pointing out, there was a definitely a, a certain word that we could hear from Brandon Tanev late in this game. <laughs> I heard all that. Yeah, I, I caught that, too. Yeah, yeah, I think we all did. Um, B, my favorite was a tie between Dunn's and Maddie's. Tammy, that Berkey pass to Dunn uh, was my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah, double tip, double tip was fun, too, from Casey. Sean, the Dunn goal comes right in from the dressing room. First shift, boom. 
yeah i mean there was there was some good ones tonight it, there was in addition to them all being uh being scored they were they were all fun in their own way which is which is nice stratic i feel like a silly reaction is part of a goal like dessert is part of the meal all right well there we go and i guess okay. i guess my answer is different <laughs> all right interesting you know i have dessert with my meal i don't know celebrating a goal while scoring it hmm. try it rj next beer yeah. The <laughs> yeah but yes you are the only person i know who eats dessert with the meal at the same time uh consistently and you've done this for over half your life now presumably your whole life uh yeah. <laughs> i'll ask next time i'm over um let's see uh okay so with the with the big trade yesterday rj sam's asking with the coach news i find it so funny that people thought shane was going to be the head case while completely overlooking the guy picked directly after him i mean i still don't know his total head case moment so much as it's just the the new generation of players, right? Kind of incorporating what we see from other sports and the idea that, look, a lot of players for a long time, and this is something I'll get into more on the red glare when we talk about the deal, RJ, players for a long time have been trying to lay the groundwork for future generations of players to control their own destinies a little bit more. And we're finally reached the point where we're at a generation of players that before they've even stepped foot on NHL ice, are trying to control their destinies a little bit more and catch up to some of the other sports there. And I think that's what we saw here. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, it's interesting too, though, the kind of the reversal there as well, where, you know, at, at the draft, you reportedly wanted to play for the Flyers. Again, we'll get into it on Red Glare, but I know yeah. how important it is to just getting the chance to maybe burn a year off an ELC and, and play some NHL games is. And I think that may have factored in as well. Definitely. And then Chris saying, would have loved to see the Kraken trade for him and Stratic saying, but what if it took Shane Wright? I don't think it would have taken Shane Wright. I think it would have taken Riker Evans, right? Riker Evans, Jamie Drysdale, basically the same guy. So I, I think that's what you would be looking at as a package from the Kraken. I don't know. I, I would take Drysdale over Riker Evans, a little more proven, a little bit higher upside. I don't think there's a package the Kraken could have put together that would have made sense that, that didn't no, involve I Shane agree. Wright. And of course, that's a non-starter. But, you know, apparently there were a lot of teams interested. What was it, like 18 teams oh, or yeah, something reportedly? Uh, exactly, because it's Cutter Goche. But I, I just don't see how the Kraken win that bidding war without involving Shane Wright, which, of course, I would not do. No, and unlike with the Ducks who are trading defensemen from a point of strength the kraken we talked about this you know yesterday their their blue line the depth for prospects doesn't exist like it's it's Riker evans and then a long drop off to ty nelson and so it really would not have made sense to add more forwards when we're already talking about shane wright ryan winterton uh jagger Furcus, yanni newman carson reikoff edward chalet like it just goes on and on at forwards for the kraken so it just didn't really make sense for them um to be involved yeah. in all this um Sam saying could have taken either Jagger, Riker, or Chalet. Perhaps it's it's possible. Like I said, I I don't think Wright would have needed to be involved there. Um, let's see. Players are workers, and I'm pro workers' rights. We also don't really know his side of things at this point from Rebecca, and that's true. And we don't know that we will. Yeah, I mean, given how these situations are in the NHL, it could be you know twenty to thirty years before we hear his side of the story. Yeah, and Leo saying Lindros. This does have echoes of Lindros, and you're right, right? That was the first player to really put their foot down and try to control their destiny um, was Eric Lindros. He kind of paved that way and, you know, didn't really catch on with players at the time. Uh, it took a little while, but I, I think we are there at this point. Um, and if you're Philly, and, you win some, you lose some. Yes, and then uh, Hockey Mom chiming in here. Dylan, RJ eating dessert with meals since about age 10. Thank you, Hockey Ball, Thank for, you, Mom. for that information. Pre appreciate that. Really, really do. Do a quick last call here um, for everybody on, on comments um, before we go ahead and sign off for the evening here. Um, would appreciate that. Bach Philly management and media proven why he didn't want to play there. <laughs> it's been a lot. We'll say that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Casey, I want to say again how much I appreciate you two and the ECH community you provide. It's really special and means a lot to me. Also appreciate all the community peeps recently got on the Discord too. Well, welcome to the Discord, Casey. Hope you had fun. Uh, I know it was pretty active tonight on the game chat. Uh, love to see that in the Discord and uh, appreciate all the kind words there. Yeah, appreciate it, Casey. And um, yeah, welcome to the Discord. I mean, there's so much going on in the Discord. I struggle to keep up with it at the same time with games as the Twitter. But just again, love to see everyone. I could get usually get a few like really good comments in. Whenever I check, there's some great stuff on there. Definitely. Uh, Zoe, do you think we see Riker on this road trip? Yes. 
I, okay. I think so. Even though they're playing really well, calling him up just to have him as a spare for a long six game road trip. I don't think that that's ever the plan. No, I, I don't either. Like I said, though, I think it might take a, a, a rough game from somebody before he kind of gets in there. Um, you know, it's it's always hard to make lineup changes that aren't like somebody coming back from injury, RJ, while you're in the middle of a win streak and you're dominating. Right. Like, I understand coaches not wanting to mess with anything in those situations. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think at some point we'll, we'll see him. Kalen, I love the Kraken fan base can be so rational. It's a relief after hearing about Philly fan behavior. Yeah, I don't see the Kraken fans booing Santa Claus anytime soon, RJ. No, I, I don't think we'll we'll see that. And I know there it might be plans for some batteries to to be thrown at Cutter Coche if, if Twitter's anything to go by. Uh, Philly fans oh, have long memories. Oh, oh, trust me, I know as somebody who rooted for the Penguins before all, all this got going. So there, there we go. And then yes, we can do a quick uh, Afro sighting here uh, at the end. Yes, there you go. She got a Kraken tag on that she got for Christmas there. Yes, good girl. She's a little sleepy. Went to the vet earlier, got some shots, so took it a little, took it out of her a little bit. But uh, yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us for this one. One more shout out to Flatstick Pub. I know what. Can I add one more thing before we go? Because I managed to pull it up and, and put it on the banner yes. thing. Because the Kraken just tweeted this out. Well, actually, it was a little while ago, but <laughs> vibes Love are good. It. Love <laughs> it. Look at that. That might be the best smile I've ever seen from Maddie Beneers. Yeah, look at, I mean, look, yeah. Look at that. Don't, don't, don't get happier than that, really, do you? Morgan's face makes it. Oh, so That's good. Will Morgan's show. So good. I bet that's the face Matty Beneers makes uh, when he sings hole-in-one after hole-in-one over at Flatstick Pub, RJ. Big smile yep, like ice that. Ice cold. Just like, just like when he scores a goal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. So shout out to Flatstick Pub for sponsoring, as always. Thank you to everybody for joining us. Thanks to everybody for the super chats. And we will see you all next time.